Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's October 25th, 2023, and that means there's only two months left until Christmas. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the phenomenon of Christmas creep. We'll find out how long it's been happening, spoilers, way longer than you think, and give you some strategies to cope with the stress of it all. We'll also count down the top five Christmas world records, tell you how to listen to Christmas movies, and move on to round four of Merry Music Madness. Okay, let's start the show! Greetings, Yule Believers, and welcome to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast, the podcast all about Christmas history, Christmas traditions, Christmas media, and everything else Christmas. I'm your host, comedian and rumpapum pundit, Tim Babb. The Halloween decorations are up, but I'm feeling the Christmas vibes already. Well, I guess we'll talk more about that later in the show, but first, I need a little Christmas now. We need a So as much as I love Christmas movies, I've been avoiding talking about them during the actor strike. You see, SAG-AFTRA has said that they don't want people to promote big Hollywood studio movies if they're, you know, part of the guild. And now, I am not in the Actors Guild. Despite your desperate attempts to become a member when you lived in L.A. Thanks for that, imaginary listener who sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. The name is Carl! Anyway, even though I'm not in the guild, I do want to stand in solidarity with the actors and not promote struck work while the actors are striking. So, I've steered clear of any big studio content as best I could for the last few months. But... A listener, Sky, reached out to me on TikTok with a fun and unusual way to enjoy some Christmas movies that doesn't make the AMPTP one red cent. Sky writes, I have a great We Need a Little Christmas Now segment for you. I don't think you've mentioned this before. A couple of months ago, I discovered this website, listentoamovie.com. It has MP3s of different movies, including quite a few Christmas movies. It's great to listen to at work because there's no distraction of a video, but I can also picture all the scenes in my head. Elf, The Santa Claus, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Christmas with the Cranks are just a few of the ones I enjoy. So first of all, thanks, Guy. I'd never heard of this site, but they do indeed have a bunch of movies in there to listen to. They also have commentary tracks for some of their movies, which I've always been a big fan of. Not only can you listen to A Christmas Story, you can listen to the commentary for A Christmas Story as well. They also have TV shows on there, including several seasons of The Simpsons. Sadly, they only have the episode numbers and not their names, but I'll just tell you that Season 1, Episode 1 is the classic Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. So there's plenty of ways to listen to some Christmas when you can't watch it. Thanks, Guy. And now for our countdown feature, Five Golden Things. There are a lot of world records out there. Some are super impressive. Some are super weird. And it turns out some are super Christmassy. So I scoured through the Guinness World Records website so I could share with you my top five Christmas world records. Starting with... Number five. Fastest time to decorate a Christmas tree. 
This one was set on November 12th, 2018. The fastest time to decorate a tree was set at 34.52 seconds, and it was achieved by Sam Homewood from the UK on the set of Scrambled. Now, I realize this is an audio-only podcast, but do yourself a favor and seek out the photo of this tree, because the decorating may have happened fast, but as one Twitter commenter said, that looks like someone left a tree alone with an unfed, angry cat. Number four. Largest gathering of people wearing Santa hats. This one dates back to June 25th, 2014 at Angels Stadium in Anaheim, California. The Angels celebrated Leon Day by getting 30,333 people together to wear Santa hats. I guess they had a thing where they were trying to set a world record every year. In previous years, they'd broke records for the most people wearing fleece blankets, costume masks, cowboy hats, and wigs. But of all those, Santa hats is clearly my favorite. Number three. Most lights on a Christmas tree. For this, we go all the way to Belgium on December 10th, 2010, where in Autfagnes, Belgium, they lit 194,672 lights on their tree. They had 350 9-foot garlands with 576 lights on each of them, and they all had to stay lit for five minutes to qualify for the record. Number two. Largest Gingerbread Village. The largest gingerbread village was on display at New York Hall of Science in Corona, New York, USA on January 6, 2017. The village was constructed by John Lovich and was made up of 1,251 buildings, thus making it larger than my mom's hometown of Port Townsend, Washington. Narrow casting content for my moms, y'all! The most expensive Christmas tree decorated. We're back in 2010 again, this time at the Emirates Palace Hotel in Abu Dhabi. On December 16th, they unveiled in their lobby a 42-and-a-half-foot fake evergreen tree decorated with not only silver and gold bows, ball-shaped ornaments, and small white lights, but also watches, necklaces, and solid gold bracelets. That's pretty impressive, but if you can just throw expensive things on the tree and call that decorating it and make it the most expensive tree, I think this would be a pretty easy record to beat. You just take your Christmas tree this year and decorate it with printer ink cartridges. Boom! You'll break that record in no time. Number one. Most couples kissing under the mistletoe. This is the most recent record on our list as it happened on December 7th, 2019 at the Anheuser-Busch Beer Garden in St. Louis, Missouri. Because, of course, if you're going to get a bunch of people kissing, there's bound to be some alcohol involved. 480 couples held their own sprigs of mistletoe over their heads and kissed for five minutes to break the record. I wonder, how many of those couples are still together? I also wonder if you have any favorite Christmas World records. Please share, especially if you're the one that holds the record. Especially if you're one of the people who is kissing in St. Louis. I'd love to hear the tale of how you broke your Christmas record. Let me know via email at christmas at tancast.com. And now, a word about Christmas Podcast Day with new and improved harmony, courtesy of Jerry from Totally Rad Christmas. After Halloween is done, it's time to start the Christmas fun. Yes, my friends, it's Christmas Podcast Day. November 1st is the day you need to check your favorite podcast feed. And join in the fun on Christmas Podcast Day. All your favorite Christmas shows are releasing brand new episodes. Some may say that it's too soon, but they're lucky we don't do it in June. So come along and have a laugh as we talk carols, films, and crafts, and all other things from the merriest holiday. 
la 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 la, it's Christmas Podcast Day! This year for Christmas Podcast Day, your favorite Christmas podcasts are releasing bonus episodes about different adaptations of A Christmas Carol. From Sesame Street, to the real Ghostbusters, to the Animaniacs, to Scrooge, to the Jim Carrey animated version, to Saved by the Bell, to a board game about Mickey's Christmas Carol, and so, so much more! There are so many Christmas shows, some you might not even know. You might find a new favorite, and take some time to savor it. So listen on your computer or phone, at work, the gym, commuting or home. A new tradition that is here to stay. Tell everyone it's Christmas Podcast. Join in the fun on Christmas Podcast. Download everyone on Christmas Podcast Day. Get in the sleigh, it's Christmas Podcast Day. Christmas Podcast Day. Hey! Welcome back. I feel like it's been a while since I've tried any controversial topics on the show, so today I'm going to talk about Christmas Creep. What is Christmas Creep? Well, it's a show that keeps the Christmas spirit alive all year long through the magic of terrible holiday films. And they're extending spooky season into November this year with Shrieksgiving. Oh, wait. Sorry. That's Christmas Creep's The Podcast. That's a whole other thing. I mean, you should totally listen to them. They're participating in Christmas Podcast Day by talking about the Bill Murray classic, Scrooged. But what I want to talk about now is Christmas Creep, the phenomenon. Christmas Creep? <laughs> what is I know, it sounds really creepy, but it's not as creepy as what you think it is. Okay. It's a creepy. Okay. But you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but holiday decorations are showing up yes. earlier and earlier every year. And this is what they refer to as the Christmas Creep. And it's already here, both in stores and online. Christmas trees, twinkle lights, inflatable snowmen, and wrapping paper. Yes, the phenomenon of Christmas Creep. When the trappings of Christmas appear in stores, online, TV, and on the radio, too early. But what is too early? In America, the general consensus is that any Christmas before Thanksgiving is too early. And if that is the metric, let me assure you that Christmas has crept this year. I was in Target a few days before this episode dropped, and they had multiple Christmas items out in multiple aisles. I was in Lowe's on October 1st, and there were multiple aisles of pure Christmas decor. And even way back on September 3rd, I saw Christmas galore at Costco. Hallmark's slate of Christmas movies is already underway as of this late October recording, and I've already started to see Christmas advertising online and on TV. But, you know, this is a new phenomenon, right? You know, it's because of recent events. Like, the reason Christmas was pushed forward this year and last year was because companies were worried that high inflation might limit consumer spending for Christmas. So they tried to stretch out the holiday by starting Christmas earlier, right? And the year before that, there were supply chain issues, so companies encouraged people to shop early. Then, of course, in 2020, there was the pandemic, and we had to extend the Christmas shopping season due to the lockdowns. People had to have time to order their stuff and have it shipped in time, so you had to start early. But wait... I found articles complaining about Christmas creep in 2019 and 2017. It, it's almost like people have been talking about Christmas creep for a while. Apparently, the first use of the phrase Christmas creep in regards to the holiday taking over the earlier months dates back to August of 1981 in a letter to Newsday, which reads, Towards the end of each year, I watch for signs in the form of advertisements that Christmas is approaching. Each year, the signs come earlier and earlier. I call it the Christmas Creep. John E. Rowan. And that makes sense. Christmas Creep coincides with the 1980s and the rise of the shopping mall. That's when stores would really start trying to expand the shopping season, right? Famously, a lot of retailers make the bulk of their yearly sales in the run-up to Christmas. I'm sure the materialistic 80s was the start of Christmas Creep. Here's another letter about it, this time written to the Arkansas Gazette. To the editor of the Gazette, merchants in our town seem to be suffering from a disease known as Creeping Christmas. 
Each year, Christmas decorations appear in department store windows just a little bit earlier than the year before. The Indignant Pilgrim, November 27th, 1960? That's right. A full two decades before the 80s, people were already bemoaning Christmas creep. They just hadn't coined that term yet. In fact, a few years before Charlie Brown was having his Linus moment about the true meaning of Christmas, he was lamenting the fact that he couldn't get a Halloween mask in late October because the stores were busy putting up decorations. And this was in a peanut strip from 1959. You see, the idea that Christmas keeps getting earlier has been around for a while. And just like my examples from recent years, sometimes there was a legit reason for it. During World War II, consumers were encouraged to get their Christmas shopping done and sent off before December 5th, so there was time to get it to our servicemen fighting overseas. And right before America entered the war, there was the Franksgiving incident. Was that when they Frankensteined Halloween and Thanksgiving together into one long holiday? Uh, no. It was when FDR decided to move Thanksgiving back a week to allow more time for the Christmas shopping season. You see, Thanksgiving used to be the last Thursday in November, and in 1939, that meant Thanksgiving fell on November 30th. So he moved it back a week to give more time for post-depression-ravaged businesses to make that Christmas money. There was a bit of a backlash to it, and they eventually worked out a compromise that Thanksgiving would fall on the fourth Thursday in November to avoid this kind of headache in the future. But I think the real takeaway here is that apparently the president has the power to do whatever they want with holidays. I'd like to announce my candidacy for 2024. I will be running on the sole platform of Second Christmas. That's right. If the hobbits can have second breakfast, America can have second Christmas. Vote Second Christmas 2024. I'm a one-issue candidate, and I'm here for your votes. You do not want this fool to be president of anything. He's... Not wrong, but back to Christmas Creep. You see, Christmas Creep isn't always just about extending the ability to make a buck. If we travel further back in time, we get an advocate for Christmas Creep who is looking out for people, not profits. In 1903, co-founder of the NAACP, Florence Kelly, published an essay called The Travesty of Christmas. Rather, it was full-throated encouragement for people to get their shopping done early. But this wasn't for the benefit of store owners, rather the people that worked for them. You see, back in the early 1900s, unions and labor laws weren't really a thing. And that includes child labor laws. So with the mad rush of the Christmas buying season, many employees were forced to work unpaid overtime. And young boys had to deliver heavy packages in the snow, leading to sickness, frostbite, all sorts of bad things. So if instead of packing all that Christmas shopping into the last week or so before Christmas, if you spread it out, it would be easier on the employees. And so that was the reason for wanting Christmas creep in this case. But wait! If we go even further back in time, all the way back to the year Doc and Marty visited the Old West and Back to the Future Part 3... 1885! 1885! That's right. You see, a South Carolina retailer published this ad on November 19th. Keep in mind, it is needless to remind you that Christmas is coming, but we want everybody who intends purchasing Christmas presents to comprehend that we are now all ready. Great Scott! I know, this is heavy. So, if this phenomenon has been around since before most of our grandparents were born, why is everybody so surprised by it every year, and why is it such a big deal? Well, I can't answer the first part, but apparently Christmas creep can have a negative effect on people's mental health. 
probably not you if you're listening to a Christmas podcast. Chances are you're like me and pretty jazzed when the Christmas stuff starts showing up. But for other folks, the holidays are stressful times. And even for me, as much as I love Christmas, it can stress me out sometimes. So when Christmas creeps in early, it can trigger those stressed out feelings early too. This is especially true for people who don't have as much money. It's rough when you know you don't have the budget to make Christmas happen the way you want, and now you're bombarded earlier with reminders of what you can't afford. So I read an article at healthline.com about ways to cope with Christmas creep stress. So I thought I'd share these tips with you. Practice self-awareness. Yes, the outside world is trying to get you to feel a certain way, but you can stay true to your own feelings. If you're not feeling in the holiday spirit yet, you don't have to buy the merch, listen to the songs, or watch the movies. Do what feels right for you. Make a list and check it twice. If you have a list, these early Christmas sales can be helpful. If you see a great bargain for something that was on your list already, you can take advantage of it. But the key is not to add random things to your list just because they are a bargain. If you stick to your list, you'll be in good shape. Create a budget and stick to it. I know this is easier said than done, but if you cap your spending in various areas as well as overall, it will take some of the pressure off. Establish boundaries. Remember, it's your Christmas too. Don't be afraid to clearly say what you do and don't want to be a part of it. If it protects your mental health, it's perfectly okay to excuse yourself from commitments you don't want to make. Think twice before purchasing. I failed to heed this advice recently. Often you see these advertisements that say limited time only or last chance to save and you feel the pressure to buy. I saw these magnetic reflectors in the shape of Christmas lights and you're supposed to put them on your car and they look like they're shining when they reflect the headlights of another car. And the ad I saw said last chance to get them at 60% off. Well, I got them and the shipping took forever. And when they finally got here, they weren't really that reflective. And while I was waiting for them to ship, I saw multiple other places where the regular price for this same thing was much lower than this 60% off sale price. And to top it off, I'm pretty sure the website I got them from is still advertising it as last chance to get these 60% off. So don't let tricky marketing language get to you. Stand your ground. Do some comparing if you can. Learn from my lackluster magnet mistakes. Limit social media. There's something called FOMO, or fear of missing out, and it can hit you hard on social media. You see people with these lavish decorations, visiting these Christmas markets, or going on these fancy Christmas train rides, but all you see are pictures of the highlights. You don't see what they sacrificed to make that happen, or the fights that happened on the way there and the way back. Social media is not great at giving you a realistic view of life, so if it's stressing you out during the holidays, give yourself an early present and log off. And lastly, find support. If you have the means to do it, it's great to be able to talk to someone. Working through these stressful feelings could be really helpful with a professional. Let's face it, you probably shouldn't get all your mental health advice from a goofball with a podcast. Especially if that goofball shamelessly talks to imaginary friends. That joke was so deliciously meta, I love it. Now, before we leave the topic of Christmas Creep, I'd like to jump on my soapbox real quick. Oh, this can't be good. No, no, no. Look, I understand that Christmas creep can trigger stressors in some folks, and I am sympathetic to that. But I also feel like there's a large contingent of people who just want to yuck other people's yums. I will never get why people are so angry that Christmas items are available early. I get that you don't want to buy them yet. Well, here's a radical idea. Don't. There are tons of items in the store that I don't buy every day. In fact, I would feel comfortable saying that on any given trip to Target, I don't buy 99% of the items on offer. Am I supposed to be mad that they're selling kitty litter just because I don't have a cat? 
And I will hear none of this nonsense of Christmas taking over other holidays. Whether Lowe's has artificial Christmas trees up or not, Thanksgiving is still going to happen. There has not been one year where anyone went, I feel like we were supposed to do something last Thursday. Oh, snap! It was Thanksgiving! With all the Christmas movies on Hallmark, I totally forgot! No, that's not how this works. It's not like people are turning away trick-or-treaters because of Christmas creep. And another thing, why does Christmas get all the smoke for creeping? Halloween stuff was in stores as early as August. That includes Halloween candy. You know darn well, if you're buying Halloween candy in August, that is not making it to October 31st. You are totally eating that yourself before the autumnal equinox. And it keeps going. Back-to-school displays went up in early July. Independence Day merch was on sale in May. Easter candy was on sale before we even exchanged Valentine's. And you can bet that before Santa makes his sleigh ride this year, those chalk-flavored candy hearts will be appearing at your local store's seasonal aisle. So don't come at Christmas, bro. Everybody's doing it. Why you gotta get all grinchy when it comes to our holiday? Okay, okay. Peace on Earth, goodwill towards men, remember? Let's lower the tone a bit, maybe? You're, you're right. You're right. Sorry. There's no need to get all worked up. Christmas will come again early this year, and probably next year, and the year after that. Some people will love it. Some people will hate it. But you know what? We can all live in harmony. Hello, Christmas, my old friend. It seems you've come around again. It's like every year you keep creeping Into our lives before it's Thanksgiving And some people start feeling some kind of way So they complain About the creep of Christmas In grocery stores we walk along To the tune of Christmas songs Though we're only in October There's tons of Christmas merch that's on offer When my ears were stabbed by a Karen on aisle three She said to me She hates the creep of Christmas And in the shopping mall I saw A million items, maybe more People shopping without thinking Spending money without planning All the while they bemoan The arrival of this holiday In such early days They curse the creep of Christmas Fools say I, the choice is yours We are the ones with the control If it's too early then don't buy it You can't ignore it, you should try it But my words, like silent snowflakes fell I said, oh well, it's Christmas I will just go right on living From Halloween through Thanksgiving Because to me no day can be ruined 
by adding a little Christmas to it. If it were up to me, it'd be Christmas every day. That's why I say I love the creep of Christmas. Now, while that was technically music, let's hear some real musicians do their thing in Merry Music Madness. All year long, we're doing a bracket-style elimination competition to find out who is the ultimate Christmas singer or singing group as voted by you. Last time was round three, and we shattered the record for voter turnout. More than twice as many people that voted in our most popular one, which was round two, voted in round three. So, let's see what those results were. Bing Crosby easily defeated Gene Audrey 90.1% to 9.9%. Vince Guaraldi defeated Frank Sinatra despite a late flurry of Frank votes that managed to end things pretty close, 51.9% to 48.1%. And Johnny Mathis won his head-to-head with Tony Bennett, 63.5% to 36.5%. Then came the toughest choice in this whole round, in my opinion, Dolly Parton versus the Muppets. And with greatest respect to her and all that she's accomplished, we must bid farewell to Dolly as the Muppets take this one 66.7% to 33.3%. Kelly Clarkson fans came out and voted, and she came from behind to clinch the win over the Ronettes 52.4% to 47.6%. Andy Williams continues to show why they call him Mr. Christmas as he defeats Perry Como 81.9% to 18.1%. However, the Queen of Christmas was no match for the King of Cole, as Nat King Cole defeats Mariah Carey, 78.6% to 21.4%. And finally, despite my calls to rally the Buble babes, Michael's monsters, and the bees of Buble, Burl Ives defeated Michael Buble, 53% to 47%. Okay. Now it's time to get serious. The winners of this next round will move on to the semifinals and be our Merry Music Madness Festive Four. Here's the matchups for round four. Bing Crosby. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Versus Vince Guaraldi. Johnny Mathis. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Versus the Muppets. And everyone can feel it. The feeling's running deep. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. Kelly Clarkson. Versus Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And Nat King Cole. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Versus Burl Ives. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, oh by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. 
And there you have it. Eight musicians standing. Four matchups devoted. The polls will be open until November 24th, a.k.a. Black Friday. So when you get together for Thanksgiving this year, you can encourage your whole family to vote. You can find the link at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com or on our threads, Twitter, or Facebook. It's totally anonymous. You don't have to provide any personal information. You just have to vote with your whole Christmas heart on which one should go to the next round. So get out there and vote. And tell your friends and family to vote. And then join us next time to see if your favorites will be moving on to the next round of Merry Music Madness. And that's our show. But we'll be back sooner than normal because Christmas Podcast Day is coming up on November 1st. So come back to us after you've had your fill of Halloween candy as we kick off Muppet Vember early and talk about a Sesame Street Christmas Carol. Plus, there'll be so many other Christmas podcasts releasing Christmas Carol-themed shows that day, you're sure to have a dickens of a time. I see what you did there. High five! No. All right. Speaking of other Christmas podcasts, your old buddy Tim will be on two others in the very near future. I was lucky enough to be asked to be on Totally Rad Christmas and the Advent Calendar House podcasts. And special shout out to Mike from the Advent Calendar House, who had to change our recording time at the last minute because of a scheduling conflict that was totally my fault. So you got to listen to that episode to make it worth his trouble. I put links to both podcast sites in the show notes of this episode. And while you're in the show notes, check out the links to listen to a movie, the Healthline article about dealing with Christmas creep stress, and of course, the link to vote in Merry Music Madness. Okay, that's all I got. See you November 1st for Christmas Podcast Day. And in the meantime, Yule Believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2023. Oh, Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on the app formerly known as Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the one I tickle James with Wait, were you recording? What? I'm your host, comedian, and rump-a-pum pundit, Tim Babb. This Halloween... <coughs> oh, that's not a good sign. <coughs> I'm coughing on the second-second sentence.
They also have some TV shows on there, including several Simpsons of the seasons. Several Simpsons of the seasons. I haven't even gotten out of the first segment yet, and I am fumbling and bumbling. This is going to be a rough one. There are a lot of world records out there. Some are super... Some are super crazy. No. <laughs> I am have, I'm struggling, guys. I am struggling. For this, we go all the way to Belgium on December 10th, 2010, where Kiwanis Malmede... Oh, no. Hot Fangs, Belgium. Oh, no. Oh, no. For this, we go all the way to Belgium on December 10th, 2010, where in Aut Fania, Belgium, Fania, Aut Fania, Belgium, uh, for this, we go all the way to Belgium on December 10th, 2010, I haven't even gotten to the hard part yet, and I'm already messing up. This does not bode well, boobity bow. For this, we go all the way to Belgium on December 10th, 2010, where in Otfagne, Belgium. Yeah, sure, we'll call that a win. Anyway, they lit 1,900. No, no, <laughs> no. First names, the numbers. This sentence is death. And they all had to stay lit for five minutes to qualify for the record. I did it. I made it out of that sentence. And what you don't know is there were so many typos trying to trip me up. Lit for five minutes to qualify for the record. Like, I don't know if I just started typing with my feet last night or what, what's going on here, but yikes. During World War II, consumers, consumer, during World War II, consumers were encouraged to get, I'm, I feel like these words are not coming out like words. They're coming out like word-like sounds, which is not... Usually what I'm shooting for. I know this is easier said than that. I know this is easy. Blah. I know this is easier. What? It's not easier. It's harder. It's harder to say easier. How is that harder? Why? Why does Christmas get all the smoke for creeping? Like I said before, Halloween stuff was in stores. I never said that. What happened to that? <laughs> This, this references a thing I wrote in here, but I apparently deleted. <laughs> it was a story about how I went to the mall. No, I went to Lowe's in August, August 30th, I think it was. And I there was all this Halloween stuff, and I bought a skeleton. And it's currently in the yard right now. And I bought the skeleton on August 30th because they already had Halloween stuff up. And I went back on October 1st. Gone. They were all gone. If you wanted a skeleton, too bad. Oh, but I'm a month before Halloween. It should be time to buy a skeleton. Not for you, Chuckles. You're too late. It's sold out. You gotta get here in August. <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm referencing in this part that I didn't say. But now you got some extra uh, Tim complaining in the comments. Lucky you. Lucky you. 